Today on Movie Rollers, we talk about Candyman and Reminiscence. It's time for Movie Wellers. Hi, this is Joe. Hi, it's Rashmi. And Yazdi as well. Movie Wellers is your weekly dose of film reviews, movie news and general banter. In theatres, on DVD, online streaming or in the back of an airplane. If you love the movies, this show is for you. Greetings. Hello. Hello. Back here recording another podcast on this fine Sunday, Sunday afternoon. afternoon. This is how we spend our weekends. I kind of like it. I, I like, like it that too. we're back to watching movies. Movies yeah. in cinemas. How are you guys feeling about being back in the cinema? Oh, gosh, that's a deep topic to start a podcast with. Um, I mean, you know, I I love it. I mean, I've missed the movie theatre. I'm a little squeamish with the COVID thing, but I'm vaccinated and I'm trying to give myself the right perspective in, you know, you know be careful, don't touch face, wash hands a lot. Um, you know, don't go licking door handles and... <laughs> yeah like you saturday know, mornings like i used to do yeah. <laughs> um so i don't know i mean i'm i'm still squeamish about it um but at the same time i think there's a way to live with this that we can deal with at least for a time yes how are you feeling about movies? yeah similar yes. to that i i'm a little squeamish and i do get concerned when people are sitting too close to me so mm. um we've been lucky that we've Many of the movies we have seen are, you know, advanced screenings of movies, but not too many people. Yeah. They have taped off seats and so forth. So, you know, we don't have to be very close to each other. And I have paid tickets to watch a couple movies. Both of them were not very, uh, there weren't too many people there. So you could Same with us. away from Yeah. People. I think I would probably walk out of a cinema if every seat was occupied and there were only two or three remaining I, mm. I think that would still make me squeamish right now but otherwise I mean I, and I, I think we are a long ways from where you know theaters are going to be sold out yeah. so I, I don't worry and I yeah and I go and I'm, I I do wear my mask which has um, it's a it's a tri-layer so it has three layers I don't know if it makes any difference but I you know I do that and then every once in a while I'll, t- I'll I think I've done it twice I just remove my mask and then I'm like no what am I doing in there? <laughs> right, right 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 yeah but, but I love being in the theatre. I mean, yeah. I think yeah. for all of that said, as if I can get out of my head for a moment and get back into the movie, it, it, it still remains my favourite way. And I think, uh, you know, the last 18 months, I've been really affected in terms of my movie watching by not being able to have access to I know that environment. I drag you kicking and screaming to any screeners that we get. Well, no, no, no. You mean... On TV at yeah. home, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I thought you meant drag me. No, no, no. Out to no. a movie. No, I will. I will run to a movie. Correct. Theater, but yeah, uh, there's something about the home environment where um, you know it might be just more distractions. I enjoy movies a, a little less. The movie has to be so much more engaging in the home environment to get my attention. You know, it's just you know the cats running around. You know, the home environment is not the same as the movie theater for me, and and you know it makes a big difference. Yeah. And I just asked because both of the movies that we're going to review today, um, I think, merit being in a in a cinema. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. That was my segue. I was that. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I I agree. I think every movie needs to be seen in the cinema. So yes, let's. Uh, we've got two movies to get through today, so let's jump into our first review, which is Reminiscence. Yasdi, tell us all about Reminiscence. 
Yes. Yes. So uh, first time writer director Lisa Joy has made the movie Reminiscence. This is a, her her first feature. Um, direction credit, but she has been writing and writing and writing for a lot of television shows for a long time. Um, the movie stars Hugh Jackman, Rebecca Ferguson, and Thandwe Newton, uh, previously known as Thandi Newton. And uh, the IMDb um, summary for the movie is as follows. Nick Bannister, presumably played by Hugh Jackman, a private investigator of the mind, navigates the alluring world of the past, when his life is changed by a new client, May. A simple case becomes an obsession after she disappears and he fights to learn the truth about her. So that is Reminiscence. They had a screening at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I could not make it. I know you guys were able to somehow make it. So tell us, did I miss something? So I think it's nice to see a modern-day attempt at a film noir. And this... you know, this is an amazing idea and its concept that, um, you know, you can go to this place where um, you can be in a chamber and you can relive your fondest memories. Okay. And it's a dystopian world. And so people are looking for that escape. So it's a great idea. Um, and it's really, really entertaining in the moment, but it just doesn't deliver overall because it's very complicated. And I think it's over ambitious. Hmm. Is it overwritten? Possibly. I think it's underwritten a little bit. Yeah, I would I would say that. I think um, for a movie with a premise that's potentially as exciting and, you know, as you know, could be mined for gold as this one. Um, first of all, stylistic. No pun intended. Mined for gold. <laughs> uh, first of all, I have to say, you know, I've said it before on the podcast, but film noir is not a favorite genre of mine. I've never been a fan of those kind of, um, you know, dark, moody, nar- uh, narrated, um, you know, the way she looked when she walked into the room, you know, that type of, um, you know, uh, now I've, there's a term for it and I'm, it's escaping me at the moment, but I've never been a fan of that type of filmmaking where they kind of slowly reveal the pro- plot details over time. And um, so that, was it was always going to be a struggle for this one to be a good film for me but honestly i think the film's biggest problem is that it's kind of boring um there's a lot of intrigue in here in terms of uh revealing what has happened and how the events of the past um played out and into and, and it impacted all the lives around the movie but um it just ended up being a little dull i didn't really have much to think about any of the characters and these are great actors i mean you know hugh jackman um tandy new um rebecca ferguson uh all do really fine performances here but i think the problem is the script it's it's frustratingly disjointed so it becomes hard to connect the dots and as a result it just becomes hard to kind of stay really truly invested in the movie so Yeah, I mean, I'll give it this. It has great production. Again, you know, this is a dystopian. I think it's set in Miami, um, in in Florida. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you see um, a Florida that's underwater. And so there's a lot of imagination that's gone into the production, I think, um, showing this water, you know, showing the city that's underwater and, you know, how would our lives change if we had to... Um, live that way so everyone works in the night versus the daytime. It's, so there's some really interesting concepts in here, right? It's it's kind of 
post-apocalypse without the apocalypse, just this is what Climate will happen change. if yeah. we don't, you know, it's, it's got definitely got a viewpoint in that if we, if the seas continue to rise and the temperatures continue to soar, um, what will that mean for the way that we live right now? So, yeah. You know, it's got that. It's a good a, production design. Yeah, great production design. And I think the acting is acceptable. I think it doesn't, it just doesn't have clarity of vision, right? So it's, it, it comes across like a, a messy love story and even messy love stories are okay to watch. But for some reason, this felt like it could have been made in the 80s or even the 90s. It didn't feel like it was made for today's audience. It didn't feel relevant other than that one piece about climate change. So I think um, it just doesn't deliver on the promise. And, and again, I don't have too much more to say about this one. Yeah, I, I, again, I think the way that this one should have worked is that we would have been deeply drawn into um, either the characters. Who is who is she? Who is he? How do they get here? What's the technology? How do they manufacture this this dream machine or this memory machine? But we and don't it, get and, any of that. And it, and it does that really cool thing where, you know, you, you see in movies where you see a scene and then you see a different angle of that scene kind of later on and you the moment you should have in that point is oh my goodness that was what that noise was that we didn't know we didn't mm. have context for and you know have those kind of big you know revelation type moments but it didn't quite work because it didn't you know effectively make enough of the moment at the time for you to be interested enough and so again like Rashmi said it's really a problem with how the movie's constructed and, and written um, I don't think the direction is at fault here. I think it looks wonderful. Um, you know, there is definitely a, a, a viewpoint. I, I wish they had done a little bit more exposition. I mean, if you're going to put Miami underwater, we need to know how the world got that way. But it's just done in a couple of lines of, you know, and then the seas rose type thing. And, um, mm. you know, why go to all that effort? I mean, it doesn't really have anything relevant with the story. It doesn't help with the atmosphere or anything like that other than the actors have to sh you know sh slush through water in wellington boots every time they're in an outdoor scene but um there's no tension added because of that and so it, it just seems like a lot of money was spent for for not good reason yeah so i can wrap this one up um i don't think i'll remember much about this one in a few weeks and i certainly won't be using a machine to uh, relive this experience so um i think i'm gonna give it a five out of ten yeah, me too. I mean, it kept my interest enough in the in the time. I think if you're, you know, sat there and you don't know what to watch on Netflix or something like that, and you could put this one on, it would be okay, you know. Um, I'll give it a slightly stingy five as well. Um, I just had wanted more. The, these, these are wonderful actors. Um, all three leads are, are, you know, among some of my, you know, kind of <laughs> favorite personalities in, in Hollywood. Um, and so, um, yeah, too too bad. Yeah. Somebody else I know who watched the movie, actually one of our San Diego film reviewers, uh, participant, she said this was one of the worst movies she has seen. Oh. I yeah. think that's harsh. I mean, yeah. It, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's very little in here to, it's, yeah. there's very little here to love and there should be. It has all the ingredients. It's frustratingly close to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Moving on then. Movie number two of the week is Candyman. Don't say it more times. Uh, <laughs> A sequel to the horror film 
Candyman 1992 that returns to the now gentrified Chicago na- neighborhood where the legend began. So this is set in present day. It's about a decade after the last of the Cabrini Towers were torn down. Anthony and his partner move into a loft in the now gentrified Cabrini. And a chance encounter with an old timer exposes Anthony to the true story behind Candyman. Anxious to use these macabre details in his studio as fresh grist for paintings, he unknowingly opens a door to a complex past that unravels his own sanity and unleashes a terrifying wave of violence. So I want Yazdi to start this because I was shocked that Yazdi wanted to see this one because it's a horror movie. So Yazdi, did did you sleep at night? Yeah, I slept very well. I don't think I don't think it's an overly scary movie. I think it's an overly gory movie, and I'm fine. I mean, I don't love gore, but I'm fine with gore. Um, it is a slasher movie at heart, and it's a very, very effective slasher movie, I should also say. Um, and I think I can totally see what's what you know the writers Jordan Peele is involved with this rewrite. Um, Nia da Costa, who is who actually. Uh, broke the record this weekend because she's the first black woman to have a movie which opened at number one. Yay! Uh, with Candyman. So um, I think what they're trying to do is put this story within the context of a lot of social justice and, and gentrification and racial um, disenfranchisement. So there's a lot going on here. Um I don't know if it completely works from that perspective, but it's it's a tight, expertly made movie. Um, the ending is meant, I think, to kind of make you think a lot. And I've been thinking a lot. I don't think I fully understand the ending just yet. Um, but, you know, it's a very, very effective slasher movie. So it completely manages to kind of break free from the shackles of just a gory slasher movie kind of thing. And, you know, very expertly acted, very well directed and written. Joe. So the original movie is a movie that I can't remember if I've seen or not. And I think everything I know about it, I would definitely remember if I'd seen this. I knew all about it. And I think it was, you know, infamously um, promoted. I think, Rashmi, you've told me many a time about how frightened you were watching it. But, um, so I don't really know if the original was really just a, a gory slasher movie in the vein of Freddy Krueger and all of that, or if it was something more, much more uh, complex and deep. But, um, you know, I- initial thoughts as I walked out of the movie theater was it commit this movie committed the cardinal sin of not being frightening enough to be a, mm-hmm. a, a horror movie. Um, but it, it's been really hard to get out of my head. And I think the more I think about it, the more I admire it. And so what I'm left with is something and I can't escape the bias of seeing Jordan Peele's name on the script because Mm -hmm. he is a very thoughtful writer. Um, He has many things to say within his writing that at least for me don't bubble up to the surface on first experience. And that's very much what I was left with with Candyman. Yes, on the face of it. um, And I didn't find it that gory actually. What I found interesting was so much of the violence actually occurs off camera. It's Mm. implied you know, we might see, you know, the, the uh, and it's in the trailer, but, you know, there's a little compact mirror that, you know, implies that terrifying, terrifying things are happening off camera, but oftentimes we don't see the gore. But um, uh, I'm, I'm really struggling to, to articulate why this movie made me feel the way that it did. But um, overall, it's, it's been very powerfully, deeply affecting. 
Yeah, so um, similar but not the same as the 1992 version that I watched and definitely not as frightening. You're absolutely right, Joe. The first one terrorized me. It was so frightening. Um, I don't think I wanted to look in a mirror for a while, um, which probably explains my appearance for about, you know, six months after I watched the that movie. That would explain the hairdo. Yes, okay. definitely. Okay. Um, <laughs> so... Um, but but this is as gruesome and I think the effects are updated and they're really good. Like there's some great camera work where we get to see something from a distance and sometimes the ghoul, the, the spirit is there and sometimes it's not. So it's got that real horror movie trope which is really, really good to watch. I think this is a good rendi rendition. Um, I think it's deserving um, that they've rebooted it and it's worth rebooting. Um, and I think it's easy enough to watch. You're right, it's not frightening, but it's gory and it's thought-provoking. The fright and the fear come for me um, from things like, I think he's trying to make a statement or they're trying to make a statement around you have an artist and then no one and then something gory happens and then this person is glorified. Um, so I like that narrative of how fickle we as an audience are watching oh, watching this. That's one of many. One of know, many, many, yeah. Many it's one of the, yeah, comments. yeah, which, which you guys have, have mentioned. And I like that it feels as a story, com as if I compare it to the 1992 version, the story feels much, much tighter. And I like the way it's mm -hmm. filmed. It feels very pure and clean. The other one was a little bit more complex, I feel. it was. I think it was a longer movie. This is an hour and 31 minutes in running time. It's very efficient. Goes in, gets it thing, its thing done, and then and then comes out. So, um, yeah, and, and like Yazdi said, you know, I think it's a lot more stylish, and I like how it explores gentrification and communities and policing. So I really enjoyed this. Yeah, there's there's lots to love in this movie. I think it's it's actually I actually like it's uh, the 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 mirror shot, the compact mirror, yeah. uh, and then there is another shot where a horrible crime is happening in a apartment in a in a high rise, and as the crime is happening, the camera kind of pulls, yeah, that's pulls the, away from yeah. it. So I think. I, I actually found that very effective. Me too. Because it's what you don't see, which is scarier than Absolutely, what you see. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't, <clears throat> I don't even know if they were looking, I think they were make, looking to make a good, like a really good B movie, like a slasher movie, but wanted to make it um, very, very um, representative of where we are in terms of racial issues in the country. So I, I, I don't even know that they were looking to make a, bonafide like make you lose your sleep kind of movie um and you know the other thing i also liked about the movie is um that it kind of creates a community of people you know it's not just usually you just see one person or two people who the movie kind of revolves around here you see you know uh you know her brother and her employer and you know his mother and then other people he reach out to um so i, I like that i got a sense for this particular place in Chicago in the current time. I also really appreciated the level of difficulty in this movie because it's tying in so much stuff from the previous movie and how the Candyman came to mm -hmm. be and, you know, what each person now had to do with what happened with the Candyman events in the 1992 version. 1992? Yeah. Uh, 1992 version. So the movie has to do a lot of stitching and that stitching is done really well because it doesn't come off as like, oh my God, I don't know what's going on. It kind of makes sense. Um my like I mean I'm 
left of left politically and i am for any movie which kind of makes a statement about you know uh, how poorly we have dealt with racial in- inequality in the us so i'm all for that but even by that standard i found this movie a little too uh pat in kind of making the point uh that it's sort of blaming gentrification and you know flat out racism for everything that's happening in the movie and there's literally one good white person in the whole movie so it's fine it's fine i don't take this as a criticism i i wish there would had been just a little bit more um light-handed in in bringing these things but but that's a minor minor but quibble. it's not that type of that's, movie right that's yeah. not the movie it's yeah. about something else but it's interesting you say that because i mean i i wasn't left with that impression i think i'm generally quite sensitive to films mm. that are overly um you know you know trying to make a statement yeah yeah and for me again this is kind of felt again maybe it's the bias that you know there's a jordan peel hand somewhere in in this but um the feeling that i left with it was was left with was, it was kind of a similar kind of horror as i experienced with get out um and there are racial themes obviously in 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 the horror and in the craziness um but i thought they were quite well done here mm-hmm. and i think um yes it's quite heavy-handed i suppose in in the way that it it does that especially as it tries to reel off the list of events list of past occurrences that have led to 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 this type of myth you know existing um but it's it's just wonderfully done in the artistry i think in the use of it's very clever use of that kind of silhouette animation style the puppetry mm-hmm. is stuff it puppetry is, yeah, yeah. Puppetry. so um, clever even the opening credits are reversed if you noticed it was like we were looking through the mirror everything yeah. was very clever really really well handled and it like i say it's not overtly frightening in the moment but it's kind of terrifying when you think back to it i also have to just add one more like accolade from my perspective and that's the score mm-hmm. um which was wonderful like that Candyman theme did that come from the 92 movie it felt very um john carpenter-esque very kind of reminiscent of that old kind of 80s synthesizer era so maybe it was based on that but um the, the, I, I loved the score uh the way that it created its atmosphere and tension it you know yeah, and I think also we should mention, you know, we were lucky enough to see this in a cinema. And I think if you can watch this in a cinema, it's much, uh, much more fun watching any type of gore and horror with with an audience. It just makes it so much more fun. And I think we got a lot more out of it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm looking at my notes. And yeah, like you, I just mentioned that the use of sound design is brilliant, as is the use of music in the film. It's really very well done. Uh, um I, you know, I also really liked that um, it's a suspenseful movie. It's not trying to scare me. It's trying to entertain me. And for, uh, you know, for a wuss like me, that's that's uh, that's just what the doctor ordered. So, yeah, I mean, I, I will always be there for, you know, anything that uh, Jordan Peele does, no matter if it scares me or not. So I, I, I was yeah. very much there for that. I mean... People still do a lot of stupid things, like, you know... Say his name in a yeah, mirror five times. Mirror. It's, and, like, know, it's like, why do you want to do that? I still don't want to do it, yeah. <laughs> ever. And, you know, people, like, the lead character, he, you know, he, he gets something, a bee stings him. And, you know, he, he 
practically waits till his arm falls off before he does anything about it. I'm like, go to the effing doctor. How much worse does it have to get before Maybe you go he to the doctor? Maybe he doesn't have health insurance, yes, <laughs> I don't know. He seemed pretty well off. But... Yeah, so then, and, and you know, there's there's people doing like you know something's going on, and yeah. people don't leave. But I'm it like, makes, but I'm it, like run, run, but it don't does behave. make fun of that, right? It does because make fun. There, there is, is a, that there one is, scene, yeah, which is so, very good. So it's kind of I like how it's it's light, yeah, it's scary and it's effective. Yeah, yeah. I can wind this one up. Um, although this one won't necessarily stay in our consciousness, I think it's a great movie to see on a Friday night with your friends. I think this is easily a seven out of ten for me. Yeah, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10 because I really liked it. I, I would recommend, you know, people of a certain age, unless you're very young, yeah. watch it. Uh, because I think it's 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 more than just a well-made slasher movie, right? It's got all these other ambitions, all these other commentaries it's making. And even if, for me personally, they may not all be successful, but the very fact that it's been done, the, the area, like I said, the degree of difficulty with this, and what a nice package it turns out to be ultimately in terms of entertainment, just, you know, for, for a Friday night movie. I think it's it's quite an achievement. Yeah. Great uh, production. Oh, the production is great. And I, I love, we didn't talk about the camera work. The camera work is brilliant. Great editing. Uh, great editing. And, you know, the uh, Yaya Abdul... Uh, Mateen the second. Mateen the second, who's the lead... Um, and, and the female lead in the movie, they're both really very good. They have to do a lot of physical stuff as well as a lot of emotional stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I've given Jordan Peele a lot of credit so far, but I think I need to make amends and say near the cost there. I think, you know, you've put together something that's, that's very very special this is this resonated with me in in, in in the true sense of resonance right so the initial not reminiscence not reminiscence yeah um in that you know initially i had a, a sense of you know one feeling when i walked away from the movie and then that reverberation that constant um thinking about the movie's themes little lines of dialogues little moments what it was trying to say um its observations and and sharply written um one-liners are um, just I, it's kind of like the bee sting of the movie character it's stuck in me and it's festering and it's kind of a strange thing for a movie that I didn't find that frightening so very well done yeah I, I like this a lot I'm gonna give it an 8 out of 10 and um, I can't wait to see it again um, mm -hmm. because I feel like I'll get even more from it because honestly, it is quite complex in terms of the characters and the interactions and the history and the stitching you mentioned, Yazdi. Putting it together in real time is more than my little brain can cope with. So I, I kind of, I know that there's more there for the discovery and I, I can't wait to do that. Yeah. Did you guys understand the ending? I'm, I would love to discuss with you guys afterwards. Yeah. Let's I have opinions. Yeah I, yeah, I do have opinions. I don't know that I, that they are what the filmmaker intended, but... But I have opinions. I, but I like that, that it leaves you with just a little bit of a puzzle. Yeah. You know, and maybe an opening for a future movie. Yes, that's what I figured. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, Nia DaCosta, I mean, this is only her second movie, and it's so much confidence. Talented. I mean, this sounds, it's so slick and polished and well-made. It doesn't, nothing seems sloppy or, you know, rushed or any of that. I mean, she, next, she's doing a Marvel movie next. She's She's been... Put in Everyone is doing a right. Marvel movie next. <laughs> so 
But her first movie, I, I'll take this opportunity to recommend her first movie that she ever made. This came out a few years ago. I know, Rashmi, you saw it on the plane one time. Um, it's called Little Woods. And it's about these two sisters. They're half-sisters. One of them is white, the other one's black. And they are very, very economically poor. And they decide to do something illegal just to better their life. They don't have a, they don't have a choice. Somebody is dying in their family and they need the money for you know, to pay the medical bills. And Tessa Thompson and Lily James are in it. And that movie is like 90 minutes of perfection. It's just... Did I watch it? I don't remember watching yeah, it. Little Woods. Um, uh, you, you did watch it. You watched it on a plane and I remember us talking about it. Okay. But, um, I'll just, have to watch the yeah, trailer again. look it up. It's uh, it's brilliant. Uh, uh, it, because it, it's, again, it, that one's a proper commentary on how you know, people who are well off can can afford to be all, you know, righteous and, you know, you should do this and you should do that. But people who are not well off don't have a choice to, to always do the morally right thing. So, yeah, I'll Very stop good. there. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you for listening to our podcast. I hope you enjoyed those reviews. We'll be back soon with reviews of Shang-Chi, which I'm looking forward to talking about a lot, and language lessons. So... Until our next podcast, too many movies, too little time. Eh? Goodbye from me. And me. And me as well.